0: We are back in the podcast studio and today we have a very special guest with us, Riley Hempson, aka the healthy chick 101 on Instagram.
1: I love the Instagram handle. It's like, <laughs> you, like often people are like, oh, who? And then it's like,
0: oh, yes, yes, yeah. yes. People
2: didn't know my real name for like the longest time. So funny. And like
1: when you're talking about people, it's like, well, you know, like 68211. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's not actually their name, but we'll go with it. Yeah. But welcome, welcome,
2: welcome. Thank you. Excited to be here.
0: Welcome to the Move With Us us podcast.
1: You were actually pretty much, I think our second guest right yeah we've pretty much always just kept this really like community base and just like girls chatting and like health and fitness stuff but you know this year we're looking to like branch out and speak to some pretty inspirational people and you're very inspirational and it's funny because I only started following you this year I don't know how I came across you but I was like oh my god she's freaking stunning (laughs) and I was like You know, when you find someone, you're like, stalk. <laughs> so that was me. And then it was actually like a coincidence because then like a couple of, I think it was like six weeks later, Alana's like, oh, would you like to, you know, um, have Riley on a podcast? I was like, the angels aligned. I would love that. Yeah. Wow. And it was meant to happen. That's so cool. So pretty much this is going to be all about you. So we're going to ask you a lot of questions, but we absolutely love you know, everything you're about and, you know, what you're doing within the industry, your influence. And I guess before we get into all of that, we just want to know a little bit about you, you know, who are you? What do you do? What's your, you know, purpose in life? And how did you sort of get to where you are today?
2: Yeah. Okay. I'll start back. I've I'm ba- know I, I'm just no. starting, I was like, well, I was born. 9.52pm. Yeah. No, so I'm originally... I was born on the Gold Coast, but obviously you can tell with my accent, Mm. I lived in New Zealand most of my life, so back and forth with um, parents' work and stuff, but Mm. yeah, in Wellington, New Zealand for most of my life, and I grew up there as, you know, a normal kid, did all the things that you do, and then it came to the end of school, and I was like – I was actually in, like, the leadership form class, so I was – one of the leaders for something, I I don't even know what I got into, but I was there with like the head girl and head boy and they were all like, I'm going to this university, I'm doing this. And I literally just didn't know what I wanted to do. So I'd always sort of thought about being a nurse or being even like a cop was sort of like a vibe of mine. I was like, I just want to like be with people and be helping people and doing things like that. But then I took drama and school and art. So I was sort of like quite creative as well. Um, And so, yeah, I decided I spoke to my mom. She had a friend that was a paramedic and I had never even thought about like that as a job. To go into mm. and study, and so I went and spoke to a careers advisor, and they were like, "You're you're not going to get in. You're too young. You're..." Brr. I just said all these things, and I was like, "That's made me want to do it more." Yeah. thank yeah. you, yeah, thank you for and the motivation. Really, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll be drive. making sure that I <laughs> get in. And so I did. I did some like little extra things on the st- side to make sure that my marks were all where they needed to be, and I started studying paramedicine. So that was a four-year degree for me because I ended up failing like by like half a mark in one of my papers oh I was my like so late like at the at the time I was like no it's like <laughs> the end of the world like fuck my life but now I'm just like oh it's all just a blur anyway so yeah studied for four years and the I reckon it was like maybe second year of studying I started my Instagram and so basically like the story behind that was I had been I think I'd maybe just broken, or it was a boyfriend, one of those ones the breakup. that's just yeah. <laughs> it the, always gives it you always that gives little push. Little, <laughs> yeah, they're all they're all wrong. So basically I had a boyfriend and it was just very like the whole cheating, the breakups, the yeah. all the things. Um and then I also injured myself playing netball and I broke my ankle, needed surgery. And so I'd always sort of been a bigger. well, I was always a bigger girl, but I was always active. So I was always playing all of the sports, doing all of the things, love going to the gym, love lifting weights. And then I was in this bad relationship and I found myself eating, you know, like a whole pizza for mm. afternoon tea and then going home and having dinner. And I just got into really bad habits. I wasn't working out anymore, which was things that I love to do. And it was like looking back on it, I was always bigger, but I was working out and loving my life. And I think my whole thing is it's not about the way you look. Mm. You are your best self when you're doing the things that make you happy and the things that are healthy for you. And that yep. looks different for everyone. And you're living by your values, right? Yeah. yeah. And so I was in a position where I, wa- I wasn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'd put on a bunch of weight in a short amount of time, which it's not to do with weight, but but it was to do with like the way I was living and just how I was. So I decided to start my Instagram to hold me accountable. I'd sort of. I love that. Yeah. I mm-hmm. tried to lose weight a bunch of times, but it's that same old, you know, you eat something bad. It's yeah. all Yeah, yeah. yeah. Start again tomorrow yeah. and I'll eat yeah. all the things I can today. So I was just in a cycle. We've all been there. yeah, yeah. I love how all? like tr- actually every female can relate to that. Yeah. Everyone's
0: been through the breakup that's turned into a newfound motivation and yeah. the starting Monday. Yeah. yeah, I know. And it's just that it's so hard to break that cycle.
2: Yeah. And like we've all lived the same life. I like we can relate hard to that. So yeah, I um I decided to start the Instagram to hold me accountable. I was like, once I make this Instagram and like my It was a private Instagram. I didn't let anyone else follow. It was just my friends. But I was like, once I say it, like I can't not.
1: I love that. It was that
2: whole, I just have to. So I ended up losing like a bunch of weight. I think the most I lost at one point was like around 30 kilos.
1: Wow. Yeah. So,
2: and like now that I look back, back on it, I at one point wasn't eating breakfast and lunch. Like I was having shake, shake dinner. And I thought that was like a cool thing to do. And it was a great thing. And then I was hitting the gym like twice or maybe three times a day. Do you think it's dangerous as well that when you're doing that, you're
1: then getting such like positive feedback online and it's like you're getting
2: validation, but it's not exactly for the for the right reasons. Yeah, for sure. And then even just like with my Instagram, I, I never started it to motivate other people. It was for me to stick to something. But I guess that's a whole part of my message now. I'm like, I would rather sit here across from one 14-year-old girl and tell her, like, you are living your best life when you're doing all the things that make you happy and you feel good and you're amazing just the way that you are, than influence over 400,000 people to lose weight to fit in and be accepted. Like, mm-hmm. that just, i I mean, it's a journey and I had to get here and I had to do all those things to get to this point. But I'm just like, I, yeah, it it breaks my heart that I maybe made people feel like they had to lose weight in order to... feel like they were beautiful yeah yeah and it's,
1: it's all learning I mean like there's so many things I even did for myself thinking like but it, I need to do this to look a certain way or mm. you know I can only motivate people if I look a certain way and it's like well no people are truly motivated when you're being so authentically yourself exactly. and you're standing for what you truly believe in which is like obviously what you're doing now but you, everyone goes through the things that they shouldn't
2: do and yeah. we learn what not to do before we get to that you know what we what we should be doing yeah. and I suppose it's the beauty of being online hey like most people do these things on their own whereas we have audiences that watch us make mistakes yeah. and yeah. learn and it's go like, on but you journey.
1: said three years ago <laughs> on this date and you're like
2: <laughs> yeah I don't even know who that was yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so um no I lost a bunch of weight, and then I made my profile public and like the name is obviously just like a big piss steak healthy chick 101 like i I always just take the piss of myself and laugh at everything. That, so it yeah. was never like a serious thing. And I've looked at changing it many times. <laughs> it's people so, always ask me. It's so it's hard. Now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. It's like, it's the whole thing. So yeah, I lost the way Made my Instagram public. Then people just sort of started following for the weight loss I mean yeah. like you would know yeah. back in the day yeah. the before and after photos were yeah. just yeah. that's how you grew your yeah. following and then articles were written about me like Daily Mail BuzzFeed mm-hmm. constantly like this paramedic lost this much weight and now <laughs> so it's like a whole thing so yeah then that sort of picked up like my followers but I never knew that it could be a job mm-hmm. at all I started getting I'm pretty sure maybe my first brand that reached out was like a watch company and then like a teeth whitening thing. Yeah, and it yeah. was yeah, like the, the teeth classic, yeah, yeah. The classic <laughs> teeth whitening. I was like, Oh my God, a free like little kit. <laughs> yeah, you're like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then I started doing like little things like that. And this was like, I said, like halfway through studying. So I was still studying. I was still working like three jobs. I was working as like a swimming instructor I was doing like waitressing at one point. I was cleaning like my mum's offices at one point. Like well, I was just doing yeah. all of the things while yeah. you're studying, like yeah. just trying to scrape. <laughs> the grand jobs. Like. I <laughs> yeah. still remember, yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. That. So, and then it sort of just the work started picking up with social media. And then I spoke to another influencer that lived in New Zealand and I sort of just asked like, what? you know, like brands are saying that, like, what are your rates? And I just don't even know where to begin. Mm. What do I do? Um, And yeah, spoke to a few people and then just kind of figured it all out and mm. started charging, which mm. was crazy. I was like, how am I getting paid to, like, talk about things that, like, one of my first big deals was Lux Protein, which I was using. And then I'm like, I just get paid to, like, tell people that something's good that I you
0: love, love, you love anyway,
2: and I'm already telling them that it's yeah. good, like, and I now I get paid for it. So... Yeah, that was amazing. And then when I finished studying, I didn't get an internship in the first intake. So they're really hard to get for paramedics. So they have like hundreds of interviews um, or hundreds of applications. And then they take a few interviews and then like an hour intake, which I finally got six months after, there are only three of us that got the job. So it's it's hard to get into. But once you're in, you're in. And you can basically be in for the rest of your life and just work your way up kind of thing. Oh, that's good. Yeah. So so, hard
0: but rewarding. Yeah,
2: yeah. Really hard to get into. And so I worked for six months in that break just doing social media. So like I knew that that could be a job as well, but then I obviously loved paramedics. Mm. So then, yeah, got my internship and I worked for six months full time as well as doing my Instagram Instagram. stuff, which- you can like imagine I, I literally was doing like party tours with my followers. Like I would fly up to all, yeah, no shit. I'd finish a morning shift (laughs) after doing like two days, two nights, fly up, host like a club party thing and then fly back, have a day off and then go back into. Wow. So it was just, I reached a point where I was like, I need to make a decision and I can either go like full in with influencing creative stuff, or I can go the other way Mm -hmm. and do what I studied to do and be a paramedic. And so that was a really hard decision for me. But I guess at the end of the day, I was in a really unique position Mm -hmm. and I am still in that unique position. And I thought, well, I've got my degree. If I need to do extra study later on, I can always get a job again. I just, it'll always be there. Yeah. If I don't take this now, I'm going to regret it. Yeah. So yeah, I decided to, like I told my friends and I had like a lot of backlash. I was going to say, yeah. Just people that were in the industry because they know how hard it is to get the job again. Even though I was like, I can get it again. But like, I probably can't unless I do a whole lot of study. Um, Yeah. So I decided that that was what I was going to do. My parents were really supportive. Obviously made sure that I had like long contracts in place to back myself. Like it wasn't a silly decision. And then, yeah, I went... Full, creative, influencer vibes. And then I moved to the Gold Coast. So
1: what was like before, obviously, you started your own businesses, what were the main things that took up your time day to day with social media?
2: Well, I didn't have management. I tried a few different ones that just didn't really work out. I like to have the relationship with brands. And so it was all of the things. So it's the invoicing, it's the oh, negotiating, wow, yeah. it's, and then even just trying to create fun stuff like it takes add value. Time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so, I mean, I feel like with the health and fitness side of things, like, I'm not sure if you can relate with this, but lots of it is just showing people what you're doing anyway. So it's that whole like you're doing it. So sometimes, yeah, a story takes two seconds. You know, you put your phone down while you're doing some squats and you're showing people, but then it's the what can I do to ensure that people can actually get something from this? So then it's the putting together the whole, the real, like even just editing a reel, like it takes the time. (laughs) So some things can take like two seconds because you've just made a meal and you're taking a photo of it and like, thousands of people save it yeah. and they're like oh my god thank you so much for this meal idea and you're like that took me 0.5 seconds yeah. but then the other side of things is that like time consuming which I mean I'm not gonna sit here and be like oh my god it's so hard no, I like yeah. fuck this like it's so hard <laughs> I love it it's, same yeah we're so lucky to be yes. doing what we're doing and doing what we love so yeah that was what took up lots of my time and then I started to research into creating Remy yeah. which is my activewear brand and so that Takes a lot of time, yeah, yeah. <laughs> as we know. Um, so yeah, I was
0: also traveling, yeah, trying to do quite a bit, bit of travel. travel
2: before COVID. So, yeah.
0: what was yeah. the point where with Remy you were like, okay, like I have a vision, but I am now going to actually take this and like make it happen? Like, yeah. where, what, how did that happen? Yeah, I feel
1: like time,
0: investment, and also like you
1: know, once you create your own business, that is really what you give pretty much 99.9% of your time too, right? So yeah, yeah what was the turning point where you're like, I'm going to really go all in for it th- with this?
2: Yeah, I think my partner Vita was, he sort of pushed me. I have the ideas, but he's like, okay, this is what we need to do yeah. to make it happen. And then we also used an agency mm. that was in the middle. So they yeah. did like all of the talking to suppliers and yeah. all of that stuff at the beginning, which mm. now we do completely ourselves, but that definitely helped us. Definitely. Because- the time and then just also like the resources i didn't the know networking it, yeah even yeah, yeah yeah i didn't and like how much is too much for this freight from dhl like yeah. am i getting like taken the piss off so even ordering like every yeah.
1: you learn so much you literally need to give yourself like a full year and a half to be like this is all trial and testing yeah <laughs> don't judge me for all the mistakes i'm gonna make oh the yeah. amount of samples eh, that are just oh,
2: wrong and terrible you're just like, what happened? Like, where did this yeah. go so wrong? Yeah. yeah, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, I. I mean, the idea behind Remy was that I, as a size 18, even when I was a size, you know, like I've been the different sizes. I've been a size yeah. 20. I've been a size 12, 14, whatever. Um, and I always struggled with just, and I still do, wanting to wear what everyone else is wearing. Yeah. I don't want to have to go to like the plus size section and wear funny prints and be all wrong. Like I'm not 50. I'm (laughs) just trying to be like a 20-year-old girl wearing normal shit and I can't find it anywhere. Like it was really hard and it still is Mm -hmm. to find the normal cool stuff in the bigger sizes. And so that was the whole thing with Remy. And then also there's this whole with plus size fashion the environmental impact because lots of it's fast fashion, yeah. And so working with the big fast fashion brands, I had a, and I still get backlash from mm. that, which I totally get mm. because you know it's not the most ideal mm. thing to do. But then also I don't have the options, yeah. so yeah. that was a big thing with Rumi. We wanted it to be um, environmentally friendly as much as we could, but then there's a whole lot of issues with that, with like you know, yeah, finding things that last, and it's just mean a whole thing. Yeah. So yeah, those were the two main. Things behind Remy, and then we basically just dove into it with this agency. And then, yeah. And how
1: long has it been up for and up and running for?
2: Almost two years. Because then you've just
1: recently done bikinis. So I think that's how I actually discovered you. I saw all of this stuff of your bikinis and like the runway you did. And I was like, oh, this is incredible. And so, you know, what sort of similar reasons going into swimwear, just not being able to find. You know, swimwear that you love that you feel sexy in that you feel like everyone else is wearing. Yeah, for sure. And like
2: there are brands that have it, but they're all like, you know, like the tummy control and like all the things. I'm like, just give me the normal things. Like, come on. So yeah, that was with Rumi Swim. I sort of always felt there was that gap for everybody. And then even I mean, it's not always just about the bigger bodies, it's the smaller girls that still had those insecurities. Um, and they want to feel a part of it and that was like the runway show that we did for Remy. I mean we could have just launched it with an inclusive photo shoot which would have been amazing as well but I went to Sydney Fashion Week um, last year and I was just I guess I surround myself with brands that are doing great things and people that are talking about being inclusive and so I almost like put myself in this comfy bubble where I'm like, everything's going so well and we're (laughs) making so many like great moves in the right direction. And then I went to Sydney fashion week and like, it was horrific. There were, I think I saw two plus size models. One was a size 18 and one was like a 12, which is plus. Yeah.
0: That was the first one I saw. I'm like
2: this, like I get it in the fashion industry. Like a 12 is a plus. It's yeah.
0: Yeah. But I mean, but not in real life. And that's the whole
2: thing. I'm like runways, and photo shoots and marketing should reflect real life and that didn't for me and it didn't for a lot of people so I was there and I was like let me fucking take control of this runway because I'm doing it right and so that was when I was like when we launch our swim we're doing an inclusive runway and so yeah we had girls of all different shapes sizes ethnicities and it was amazing like the feedback from that was just so cool and I'm just like how are we in 20?" what was it, 2021? Yeah, literally. And we were only just starting to do this. Yeah. yeah.
1: And I guess that's my question. What is the kind of feedback you get from, you know, your community and stuff around this? Like, do you find that you really are really making a difference? And are you getting a lot of positive feedback, negative feedback? How do you sort of navigate through that? I mean, it's social media. We're always yeah. getting a bit of both. Um, But I guess what's your experience?
2: Yeah, it's been, for the most part, positive. And yeah. as you know, like there's always going to be, the negative mm, stuff yeah. um but yeah for the most part positive and especially like that swim launch we did that was the most reposted the most shared the most like the hype behind yeah, that, was that was massive awesome. I think because it was like a first I guess like it was the first time people were seeing that in Australia but yeah I mean it's there's always going to be people that hate your leggings and hate your crops and then this yeah. same crop people will love yeah. so there's just that behind it and that's what's tricky because I love it I was gonna say it's personal because I've you know spent all this time creating things so to hear that someone doesn't like it I'm like oh that fucking sucks but then also I get it like if you look at all of these massive brands that have been around for years Nike Adidas Lululemon all of them they don't just have one pair of leggings they have something for everyone yeah exactly and so when like I'd love to get to that point but
1: like this is what I was sort of touching on before. I think like as brands, we have aspirations, but we're also not Lululemon and Nike. And sometimes I think it gets a little difficult because we're sort of held at that expectation from, you know, our communities or um, certain people. But it's like, we are really doing our best, but we're such small businesses in comparison. And I think it's just knowing that like, you know, as much as like it's an aspiration for us,
0: we are doing the work day in, day out to be better. And But it's- also you can guarantee that Lululemon and Nike probably came out with one pair of leggings and one pair of shorts when they first started as Mm -hmm. well. It's just because they're so far ahead in the game and they've Mm -hmm. had so much ability to do that. But, you know, it doesn't mean that you're not doing the the work. It's just. And did you find, because I saw your bikini is so hot, so sexy.
1: Do you find that you're um, giving girls the confidence to rock that stuff more. So for example, with crop shop, like I noticed a lot of the time we'll do smaller crops and we often get asked, like, we want more coverage, more coverage, more coverage. And it's like, well, our brand is kind of like right now until we can expand. And and obviously we want to, but it's like our niche is sort of that like petite fashion-y active wear, which I'm sure you're like um, similar, how do you feel um, your community embraces like wearing smaller crops and like not being so caught up and having a back roll or, you know, a little bit of an underarm. Like every time I do a thing, I'm always like, oh, my arm looks like a little vagina. And I'm like, <laughs> but like, it's like, it's your arm, you know, how do you, I guess, how do you find your community took the swim, for example? Do you think that you empowered a lot of women to like really just embrace themselves?
2: Yeah, for sure. And I think that was the whole idea behind the runway. It was for women to sit there. And I said that at the beginning. I said, I want everyone that is sitting there in the audience and sees this video to see their body represented. Yeah. And mm. that was my thing. I'm I'm just such an, I guess before I had Remy, I w- was doing that with other brands anyway. Mm. So I, I was show, and I've been saying this for a few years that it's sort of show, don't tell. I used to preach and do these big long captions and be like, guys, love this about you. But I'm just like- just show it, don't say it. Like Mm. we're, we're trying to normalize all these things, but then by constantly focusing in on them, we're almost doing the opposite. Like it's it's pointing it out again. It's like, yeah, okay. My cellulite's been pointed out to me since I was coming out the womb. (laughs) We know it's there. It's all right. Let's just wear the things. Yes. people can see it and it's fine.
1: I think that's honestly what I love most about you because I think a lot of people, as you said, I think we a lot, a lot of us are preaching these things, but I love that you literally like you are a walking representation of what you stand for and I feel like you really just, you're so sexy because you, are, you embrace you, like you are so yourself. And like for me, because I always get asked like who inspires me and I'm like it's people who are genuinely like just so happy and like, so secure within themselves and don't get me wrong we all have our little things but that's really powerful and I do think that's why you're so so successful online
2: yeah thank you that means a lot because I I mean like you said there's days obviously of course that things get to you and I think when I first started modeling because it's so different to influencing oh yeah like I I was so used to have like having a little iPhone and then seeing the photos and being able to then like pose how I want to or just having control of what photos are out there. And then as soon as I started shooting for other brands, straight away, like, I don't get to see what the photos look like. I don't get to approve anything that goes up there. I don't get to choose what I'm wearing. I don't get any of that. I don't get to approve what makeup I'm wearing, what hair, none of that. So it almost was so empowering for me to own my body no matter what it looked like. So it can look like this on one day and in one photo, and then five seconds later it can look like this. But I'm still me and I'm still you know, yeah. confident and I love my body and I'm still, I love that nice, angle, yeah. even though
1: like usually I'd be like, I hate that angle about it. It's like, no, I,
2: mean, I love that angle <laughs> yeah. about myself, you know? And our bodies are meant to move and yes. change and do all the things. So yeah, I think modeling has been a massive thing for me with that confidence and it could have gone either way. Like it could have gone the complete opposite way and I could not could have gone, I can't actually deal with this. Like I need yeah. to be able to, have appra- yeah. And then I, I just sort of let it go. I was mm-hmm. like, it is what it is. Yeah. Like it's my body, it moves, it changes. Yeah. And it, yeah, so that was a really big moment for me. And in, in terms of, you know, like I'd been telling everyone for so long, like love your body no matter what. And it then, was like a defining point. Yeah. I love those. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I've taken that through with Remy and with working with other brands. I think now, like obviously I have control of Remy so yeah. I can decide what sizes we got to, what models we use, how, what language we use. Yeah. yeah. But I want to be able to walk into a shopping center and buy clothes, yeah. and right now I can't. Yeah. And I'm I'm size eighteen. So
1: yeah, tell us, I guess, a little bit a little bit more about the current fashion industry. You know, where like, what's your point? What's your What's your stance on it? And how do you feel it accommodates for trying to be more diverse and, and inclusive?
2: Yeah, I mean, we've we've made big movements. Of course, we've made steps in the right direction, but we're also so far behind mm. other countries, but then just in general, like me, for example, I have a privilege in the fact that in quotations, the curves in the right places and the acceptable mm. Mm. Yeah, fat yeah. that I, you know, I can sit here and say, yes, a hundred percent, I have that privilege, which I can't even like, it's it's my body and it's my genetics and I can't change that, but I can be seen as acceptable, but then someone with a different shape isn't accepted, which that's just one thing. And then we've got the whole, I mean, I feel like in the last year when, I feel like it was around lockdown time where everyone was just getting heaps of backlash, Mm. which was great because it pushed brands to be using different size models, different ethnicities, um, extending sizing or talking about extending sizing and then as soon as that sort of pressure was off because the brands came out and said we're working on it once it's said yeah, yeah. once it's said everyone's like, okay cool that's great they've taken it on board we'll wait and now we're a year down the track and nothing's th- really nothing's changed yeah. and so again like I was saying before I sort of put myself in this comfy bubble where I was like all the brands that I'm working with are doing great things and brands that book me have extended their sizing and I um worked with helping Princess Polly to extend their sizing to a 24, which was incredible. And Mm -hmm. just things like that, that I'm just like, wow, what an honor to be helping brands do this. And then I recently, just before I went away, I went to Pack Fair to... Get clothes because normally I order online because I can get my size, but it was a last minute trip and I was like, I need to buy clothes because I'm literally <laughs> gonna have like nothing to wear. And every single pair of pants I tried on didn't even go up past my knees, and that's the biggest size. So I did a post about it and I was just like, How, I saw this one, yeah. How are we here? Like, and people go, You're not even that big, like, imagine. And I'm like, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, there's people in so many women that can't find their size, and then even smaller than me struggle to find, you know, like things just don't fit right or yeah. whatever. which. I mean, it's a whole thing like brands can't tailor things to every single body, but just the sizing in stores was just a massive, I guess, wake up again for me. It's difficult as well. Like. I've done it, so mm. I know what it takes. I've got a um, denim brand launching soon, which is really mm-hmm. exciting because that was another thing. I'm like, yeah. where do we fucking buy jeans? Like, yeah. can't, the gap is just not even, it. We even need to fitness style jeans yeah. though. Like, it's even
1: for us, it's so hard if you have bigger legs, yeah. to find jeans. Yeah, yeah, yeah every jeans yeah, the waist, but the yes, legs. Yeah, hundred yeah.
2: percent. So, I mean, I, I've done it. I know what it takes to extend sizing because I've done it with my own brand, mm. so I have that behind me and then I'm sitting here speaking to you know like messaging Glassons and messaging all of the big brands I'm going you have the money you have the resources you have everything that you need to make these changes just like you said with plastic like in the supermarkets you guys have that power yeah Yet, like all these little brands are trying to do all the things and so it's just that frustration for me because I'm like why what is the reason? Like, what is the reason? Yeah. What is the reason no, then? But seriously, what's the why? Yeah. Like, because why is do it not you happening? just not want fat people in your clothes? Like, yeah. Wh- what is the reason then? Yeah. Because if you can do it, you've got the money, you've got the customers. That's mm-hmm. the main thing for me when I did that post. And I had so many women just, I had people voice messaging me, like crying, being like, you've just put everything that I've ever felt into one Word. paragraph yeah. and it's terrible do these brands not want our money like, yeah I'm yes, confused yeah. yeah no literally <laughs> yeah so I mean we've made changes yes and it's great to see and we're on the right track but just still so far to There's go a lot of work to be done yeah. yeah so I guess that's sort of where I feel like my purpose is right now yeah. and I I need to be like I need to sit down and actually go through how I'm going to make it happen because yeah call out culture isn't going to work as soon as someone calls someone out you're on the defense like you want to yeah yeah you don't want to make that like why would I want to make changes for people that are just going to attack me you know so I I feel like that's my purpose right now is to just really push for inclusivity yeah and not just for me you know like I I do work with brands that I can squeeze into their sizes to show them that First of all, I look good in your shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Second of all, there's other (laughs) girls that want
1: to buy it and then
2: speak to them about increasing sizing. That's an
1: awesome, yeah, like strategy. Yeah, Yeah. so
2: I've, I've, I mean, started turning down like events if their sizing isn't, you know, if I'm not going to fit their stuff. I've turned down going to different events. I've obviously turned down working with brands quite a lot. If they're not going to even just show that they – are looking to increase sizing yeah. or even just trying to yeah. have a diverse feed on yeah. Instagram but that only goes so far like people mm. are like just don't go to the events don't support the brand but mm. I'm like but that's not going to change anything no. the, the, yeah. you need to show up yeah. you need to show that you're there you need to make the noise that is going to push them to make the changes mm. so that's been tricky for me I've had like I've worked with brands in the past and I've had messages being like you you obviously don't care about your message because as soon as you can fit into something, then it's fine. Mm. And I I I get mm. that because if I let like, let's flip it around and someone that's you know a size fourteen has been talking about like brands aren't inclusive and then they can fit into a brand that just goes to a fourteen and then yeah I I it's get tricky. it but I just I have to show the brand that there's yes. the market there yes. before they'll just go and make the changes. So it's tricky, but yeah, I feel like that's where. I'm just so inspired to yeah. make yeah. changes.
1: And I guess this takes me into like the second point, which I think you also have feel quite passionate about this.
2: Yeah, I've always had that. Yeah. Like I said, like my whole life I've been bigger. I ate the same as my siblings who were skinny and I was the bigger one. And, you know, like I've always enjoyed sport. I've always enjoyed, I guess, a balanced diet. Yeah. And so that's something that's always been at me yeah. from yeah. – Especially online, yeah. and especially with my handle, yeah. HealthyCheck101. So, like, you're not healthy. I'm like, oh, never heard that before. Thank yeah. like, you. Yeah. <laughs> right, joke. Yeah. So, I mean, I get that mm. and I get that from people, but I guess it comes down to me knowing mm. that I am doing what is good for my body. Yeah. And, yeah. and your mind. Yeah. And then also, I think that whole conversation is like, why does it matter? Mm. Yeah. Because, we can sit here and go that person's healthy because they do this, that, and the other. But then, you know, the, the body fat, and we can just sit here and talk about it. at oh, what well, point, at, like yeah. how much weight would I have to lose yeah. for to someone be healthy, to be healthy? Because yeah. where's yeah. the line? Because even when I was at my smallest, I was still getting called fat, still getting called unhealthy, still getting called all the things, and I, yeah. I wasn't a- like I wasn't eating, I wasn't. Like I wouldn't go to dinners with my friends and Mm. that wasn't healthy for me. No.
1: Well, and this is really great because when we competed, it's all of the same things. You avoid social outings. You are pretty much running yourself into the ground and then you hop up on stage and you're praised for looking a certain way when I know very much so that that lifestyle it's isn't so healthy. It's not yeah. maintainable. You then have the other spectrum where you're someone who goes to the gym daily and you prioritize, um, you know, eating a balanced diet, et cetera, and then you're obsessed. Yeah. You're unhealthily obsessed. And it's like, as you said, like, what, what is healthy?
2: Yeah. Like, it's actually a great question. I know. And it's, um, I think it just comes down to people just need to stop being in other people's business and labeling People like why does stop. it matter even yeah. if someone wants like wants to be a size 26 they mm. don't want to go to the gym they just want to like live their life or maybe they do whatever it is it's actually not my problem exactly yeah. and it's also like it might not even be their problem mm. they just want to that's their life like yeah. they just want to live that way and then there could be someone that act, we call it obsessive that they're going to the gym constantly mm. but that's, that, just something that's they their, enjoy. Yeah. yeah so I just think there's no line anywhere it's not up that. to anyone else do what's right for you like if if going to the gym twice a day and having kale for breakfast yeah. and doing all the things yeah. is what feels good to you yeah then great and i think the other thing as well is that i've come to accept that my body and my habits and what I enjoy is going to change. And some weeks it it changes every day and then other times I really enjoy something for a long amount of of time and it's consistent. I just – I just think we're not meant to be the same our whole lives. No, we're and I find that
0: there is that expectation, like if you're doing something, even if it was like a year ago, it's like, well, you did this. So you told us that this is what you practiced and this is what you preached, and you cannot change that stance. And it's like
1: Yeah, we don't really promote change, do yeah. we? We don't really encourage it. It's very much maybe like, I evolved. Yeah. Maybe I changed my thought on this. Yeah. Like Yeah, but this brings like me back to the first thing you said at the start where you're like, you think, you know, you're your best self when you're being like authentically you you're living a life where you are exactly how you want to be which brings us back like you are healthy really like let's talk mind body like all we're we're overall healthy when we're genuinely happy right and we're genuinely sort of doing this, yeah well we're living by our core values mm-hmm. and I guess that that's you know something that we probably with social media and society it's hard because we're told this is what we should do this is what we should look like this is what's the you know the standard and it's like pretty hard to keep yourself in check in that in that manner
2: yeah I think yeah the comparing of everyone and everything that we do and then the unsolicited advice that we get from everyone it's it's tough Mm -hmm. and at the end of the day you do just have to bring yourself back to like you said you're when you're the happiest Mm -hmm. and you feel good that's that's you Mm -hmm. like I'm not going to sit here and, I mean, yeah, if I wanted to lose 20 kgs again, I could. And that I could be living that life. Mm. But right now that's not no. what my best life is going no. to be. So, yeah, yeah. it's No, I agree completely.
1: And I guess this is a big question and I even, I would love to know this from you. How are you so confident? And, like, when I say that, you know, obviously we only see what we see, but you very much, I feel you you really breathe confidence, like, what do you do in your life and what are some of your daily habits that sort of help you yeah, do that, I guess?
2: Yeah, I think, I mean, like this question, some people like, and I've spoken about it before, I'll get messages and comments of being like, I wish I had your confidence to wear that. And it's almost backhanded to mm, me. Definitely. Because I'm like, why shouldn't I be? Mm. But then I also get where it's coming from because, yeah. We have had the backlash our whole lives of you have to lose weight to or be a certain size or look a certain way to be successful, to be beautiful for men or women to want to be with you. Like mm. it's, that's what we've been fed our whole lives. We've grown up seeing magazine covers of, mm. you know, people being ripped to shreds because of their cellulite. And that's mm. all we've had to go off. See, my, so,
1: see, mine was more around, and I'm sure people are wondering that, but mine was more like the confidence to start your own business, the confidence to post, you know, photos in general in bikinis for anyone. You have to have a certain amount of confidence and love for yourself to do that. Yeah. So it's interesting. Cause when I asked that question that actually did didn't that wasn't really like what I was like when I said you were really confident that's not really went that's not what really went through my mind but I can definitely see but I'm more just in general like people in in general don't really have the confidence to do some of the things you've done like you've done something like to be able to do a runway you know they're big things yeah and to be able to go against the grain say no to events really like you're like this is my vision like this is my purpose this is my why and I everything will align with that yeah like that's that's confidence yeah
2: I think it comes down to my values of and like the motivation behind why I'm doing the things I want things to change and not just for me but for all of the younger girls that are growing up and I'm hoping they don't get to see the same things that we did. Um, and then the older people as well, yeah. that have lived all of their, their whole lives just doing the things that they thought they had to do. It's amazing, but also I'm just like, fuck, how many people have lived their lives just hiding away and yeah. li- just feeling like they can't do things?
1: Honestly, like a lot. And I yeah. think that
2: we are blessed in that we
1: sort of live are living through this social media like this new age world, whereas, you know, you do look at a lot of um, older people and they didn't have, you know, the opportunity to, you know, be wear a bikini or be confident. And, and like, oh, I still remember my mum like reading those magazines or I'm on the keto or I'm on this. It was always diet. Everything was dieting. The yeah. Atkins. Oh, the
2: the, the low Atkins. fat. Low, oh, yeah, just Weight like, Watchers, The Points. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and so, no, I, yeah. I um grew up around like my mom has sisters so all aunties and so you can imagine like the friends yeah. it was it was always talking about weight loss like I remember being on like programs when I was younger just because I thought that that's what
0: well that's what they did so yeah. that's and what you, look you, up you had them. to do yeah. yeah yeah
2: so I mean like th- they grew up with the media just as bad as we did so it's just a cycle and I yeah. feel like we are breaking that cycle I agree like even when I see articles there's always the people that are just like yeah you're a fat bitch you know <laughs> like there's the people like that but then there's also so many people that come into bat in the comments and they're like no yeah. like we're not doing this we're not body yeah. shaming people it's not happening yeah so we're making changes and that's I guess what you just got to always focus on the, the positives. there's always going to be negatives in everything
1: we do um but to finish it up if you could give what's your one piece of advice you could give to the younger generation
2: oh <sighs> I feel like I want to go with the classic just back yourself. Mm. Like just actually do what you wanna do. Self-belief. It's, yeah. Mm. And and at the end of the day, like if you're gonna sit there and sort of like buy into all of the you shouldn't do that, you shouldn't do this when you're old you're going to be sitting there like that person that saw you even just like taking a photo like yeah. sometimes yeah. I'm like I don't want to Same. take a photo people are looking at me but I'm like who actually cares yes. like this random person that sees me take this photo I'm not gonna I don't even know them like yeah. who actually cares yeah. do all of the things that make you feel good
1: yeah love. That. you're
2: amazing the way you are mm. and have fun yeah,
1: yeah. Love's fun. I love that I love that and it's like I guess what's your look at me I'm like keep going Mm -hmm. but what's your advice with I guess I'm sure you've had times where you felt like you're just like everything's going wrong this is so hard in those times what is it that that makes you back yourself that gives you that confidence
2: to keep going I think the outcome yeah and knowing that I mean there's always risks but Mm -hmm. if it goes good it's gonna be good yeah and life's all about learning and taking risks and you've just gotta do it yeah. I don't want to sit here at, in 10 years and be like, oh, I could have done that thing. And yeah. I regret it. Yeah. Like, hashtag no regrets. You want to like, <laughs> I just want to do all the things. Yeah, yeah. I just think, Put I just try and push through. But then also support. Like yep. I have support from family and friends and, and my partner. And you work with
1: your family, right? Like, Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. awesome. So that. it's
2: it's that as well. Um, it doesn't all come from within at yep. all. Like I'm lucky yep. I've got support. but. And
1: mm-hmm. if we wanted to find you on Instagram and your brand, where would we find you?
2: Yeah, Health Check 101 and Rumi by Riley.
1: Awesome. And, yeah. and so you did mention quickly that you have denim launching. Is yes. this something we can expect? Yes. So okay. that
2: is meant to be, you know, what like shipping times like at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, it's meant to be here, yeah. but stay tuned. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. coming. And oh, then, cool. yeah, that'll be real cool. I'm real excited for that. Ooh, so. I'm excited Exciting. for that. Yeah. yeah. Well,
1: thank you so much for coming on and chatting to us. I feel so inspired
0: I and I feel energized. Oh, that's good. I
1: love talking to people that are just positive and just like love life. Life and a happy
0: motivated yeah. driven inspirational yeah. oh yeah. thanks guys so thank you so
1: much and yeah guys thanks for tuning in as always and we'll see you all
0: in the next podcast